Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. 15 minutes ago, the world changed. Companies are microchipping their workers. Robots are hiring humans. And brain-to-brain communication is a thing. This is all happening now. If you want to know what happens next, listen to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, boys and girls? The predictions episode from last week has put us behind two weeks in the news cycle, so we're all backed up and ready to spew. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. I love guacamole so wash. On this week's show, Phenom people get a phenomenally big check. Click IQ has an optics problem. And right after this, I'm applying for a job at Taco Bell. And if they don't hire me, I'm eating all the chalupas. I'm going to Chipotle. Put on your fat boy pants. It's another episode of HR's fattest and most dangerous podcast. And what's more dangerous than an advertisement? We'll be right back after we pay a few bills. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Yes, you will. And dinner, talking about Taco Bell, we actually just dropped the Chipotle cult (laughs) guac episode <clears throat> got to talk to uh, a couple of guys joe and mike holy guacamole guacamole over at chipotle that is a great interview and we were not shy about adding queso if you know what i'm saying yeah, or guacamole shout out to uh speaking of food zoom pizza uh many of you will not know zoom but it's sort of a sad day in the world of robotics uh zoom was a they called it cobots so it was people and robots working together creating pizzas and these trucks would go around town baking the pizza while it was coming to you and then it would then the person would come out and bring you the pizza Mm -hmm. well 
they're in the Deadpool for the most part. This <laughs> thing didn't work out. Uh, they're making pizza boxes now as a pivot, which is interesting. Okay. But the the dream of like the streets being filled with food making trucks that deliver hot, delicious food to your door is at least on hold for now. It's not going away. Okay. Let's just make this let's make this short and sweet. Joel, I, I will predict by uh, definitely in the next five years, you'll definitely have trucks with pizzas that are actually being baked on the way there. Look at us with more predictions. We just can't get away from this stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already have the Domino's, you know, little R2-D2 things, you know, delivering yeah. pizzas on college campuses. So yes, it's going to happen. Zoom just it didn't is. quite have the right recipe, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Wah, yes. Wah. Well, I'm going to go into a long string of uh, a bunch of overseas shout outs. First and foremost, maybe not overseas, just not in the U.S. Julie Ho over at Job Addicts finally received her Chat and Cheese T-shirt. Dude, she's in Canada. What yeah. the fuck is up with the Canada <laughs> mail? I mean, it just, does it take that long? Do you have to put it on a moose? So I do have some experience with this because I'm married to a Canadian yeah. who has Canadian relatives. It does take that fucking long uh, to get shit to Canada. Good God. <laughs> However, I will say uh, it, to props to the Postal Service, when we sent out our Christmas cards this year, mm-hmm. all the international cards, which I was sure would get there maybe right before next Christmas. Yeah. Actually got there in a pretty timely manner. So I don't know if they just juiced everything up for Christmas and the holidays, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, it's delivered on Mooseback or Beaver Tail or something. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, shout out to Cindy Dysel listening from Johannesburg, South Africa. She's with uh, PeopleSoft. <laughs> is that it? She's a fan. She's okay. a fan. She's listening. <laughs> Shout out to South Af- South Africa. South Africa. Big shout out to, to Pat Healy, who is actually a staff writer and public publications officer uh, and data scientist. Believe that shit. Over at ESSA, which is the Economics Students Society of Australia. He's a listener and uh, he's just given a, a shout out for connecting on LinkedIn. Uh, big thing for me is we have friends and listeners over in Australia. You know, sure. right now, I, I can't but feel totally powerless with all of the the fires that are happening over there. I can't imagine how they feel. Yeah, you can do, you can donate you can donate money. That's not powerless. But I feel like the news doesn't even talk about it anymore. Are the fires out? I don't I don't even know. Did they get a good rain in? They did get some rain. I don't think it's over. And the, uh, smoke's also a problem and, and inhalation and those types of things. So everybody over there in Australia who are listening, yeah, man, dude, we're, we're as much behind you as we possibly can. But again, uh, other than feeling powerless from being a world away, uh, it's, it, it's, it's hard watching the news sometimes. A billion animals. How is that even possible? Oh, man, it's fucking crazy. It's like one out of three koalas are like dead now because of this shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, on, on an upward note, we're going to come back to the U.S. Tom Nolan in Jacksonville, Florida over at Text Us. Big shout out to him for listening. Summer Crenshaw over in Cincinnati, pretty close to Cincinnati. us. COO and, and CMO over at Tiller and Nikos over at Next. Big shout out again. Thanks for listening. 
everybody out there, again, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. Get a ton of those things. Uh, we'll mention uh, a few every now and again, but feel free to, to connect with us on LinkedIn. Go to chadcheese.com. Go to wherever uh, you listen to podcasts and subscribe. I love it. Uh, you know, Tiller's been saying they've been they're going to come to Indy to visit us for about two years, and they haven't made it up from Cincinnati. We may just have to go to the Natty, get a, get in a Reds game because there are seats available. Yes, um, of course, and and maybe go see the the kids at Tiller at some point. Yeah, and see Matt Adam because you know he's napping right now. <laughs> I won't tell him you said that because he's the hardest working man in that company because I think he's the only employee left in that company. <laughs> um, he, he literally did a disrupt HR presentation on nap. That's true. That's true. But I don't know if he himself naps fairly regularly. Oh, he does. As someone who does nap regularly. I, I, I don't see the telltale <laughs> signs of napping in him. Um, I'm going to do my bunch of shout outs, I guess, okay. if you're done. Sure. Get optimal. Uh, is our latest deathmatch entry uh, Ooh, signed up this week? We're going to see them. We're going to see them in London. Uh, <laughs> they're headed up by a former Indeed guy, so uh, Good, it could that's be an awesome. interesting yeah. addition to deathmatch. Yeah, um, you you failed to mention our new voices series uh, that's coming down the pike. <laughs> Maybe that was on purpose, but uh, Robert Ruff. CEO of Sovereign Founder um, is our first Voices uh, participant. El Presidente. We have a sexy new uh, celebrity intro uh, for Voices <laughs> that maybe I'll I'll go search the voice the uh, the MP3 files and see if I can maybe play that at the end of the show. Uh, Mark Jones from uh, our friends in Cleveland at uh, Alexander Man Solutions. Yep. Uh, his podcast interview went out this week. So if you haven't checked that out, we talk all things RPO, candidate marketing, yada, yada. Technology. So before we jump into topics, I have a quick rant that uh, really is for the whole HR and talent acquisition community. We haven't had a chat rant in a while. I'm excited. Let me give the boxer sound on this. On Twitter, Wendy Berry... Seems like a, a very nice person. She had a great tweet, which uh, was pretty much the epitome of what we've seen over the years. And, and here's what it is. Quote, just got a rejection email this morning for a job I applied for nine months ago. And here I thought I had it in the bag smiley face, try harder talent acquisition and recruitment folks. So I said, Wendy, who the fuck are you talking about? What company is this? Let's let's name some names. And Wendy said, everybody does it. Come on, Wendy. Every other talent acquisition, HR and human out there, everybody. Listen, unless we start naming names, what the fuck do we expect to change here? Unless we start pointing people out and holding them accountable and driving transparency, we will not see progress. So if you don't name names, you're bitching for nothing. So stop your bitching. Shame away, people. Shame away. Stop it. Be accountable. If they fucked up some kind of process or in this case, getting back with you nine months later, name the names. And quit being wusses out there, HR, talent acquisition. Would it be too bold of a prediction to guess that Wendy is a millennial? <laughs> it would not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there, that they're a little bit less likely to offend Sensitive. people than other Sensitive. generations. Yeah, yes. 
Yes. Yes. All right. Chad rant, people. Get excited. All right. Let's get to uh, the show, shall we? Let's do this. So we did we did predictions yes. uh, with Tim Sackett, which uh-huh. was an awesome show. It was fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and we invited listeners to submit their own predictions. And I don't know any of these. So I'm going to be surprised by these. And I'm going to let you just sort of read them off and maybe I'll comment. OK, you're going in blind. Well, first and foremost, Jason Roberts, he actually. Yeah quoted and said, we actually got one of those predictions right uh, that we thought we got wrong. Google is almost always the number one referral source of candidate traffic over Indeed. It actually was before they released Google for Jobs as well. We, and in this case, it was RSR, we saw a 30% increase in traffic after Jobs, Google for Jobs launched, while Indeed was flat to 10% down depending on the client. So Indeed stayed flat or they actually dropped 10%. Now, again, this is coming from Jason's experience when he was at Ronstadt. Sure. There we go. We thought we went over last year. We actually right. got one. And that us. was like a second half to one of your uh, predictions this year. So we can go ahead and wipe that yeah. off because we already got it. Well, well, I'm still holding to the monetization thing. They're going yes, to start pay-per-click. But yeah, and, yeah. It, and it, yep. it, it does matter depending on the organization. Like some will not see Google number one. Many will. If- In a company like Ron, Ronstadt or, or Ronstadt Source, right? represents hundreds of companies. So what they can do is what we've talked about over the years is that staffing an RPO does recruitment better because it's their business. They have to be more efficient. They have to attract with less amount of money. So I think if you are in talent acquisition and you're not seeing Google as your number one, that's because you haven't optimized enough. That's because you haven't focused on efficiencies. You haven't done things that the staffing professionals do because it is their business and it's how they make money yep so indeed if you're listening that's it man game (laughs) over man it's game over (laughs) uh the second the second one comes from a a good friend of ours and friend of the show michael odell at talent.com or as we know nuvu he uh predicts with all of the acquisitions that happened in 2019, there will be more programmatic entrants into the market because these new entrants can provide independent options that today are starting to dwindle because those programmatic companies are going under brands like Indeed. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I agree there's a need for more, although I, I also think it's not easy to just set up shop with a programmatic solution that's mm-hmm. worth a shit. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. And maybe maybe that's a little glimpse into what uh, the folks at Nuvu are working on as well. He didn't say they have to be worth a shit. He just said that they're new entrants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next prediction from Quincy Valencia, the queen of chatbots chat and stuff over at uh, Alexander Man Solutions. She predicts robots will continue to encroach on recruiter and coordinated spaces, forcing companies to start to radically redesign how their talent acquisition teams are structured and how they operate. I think she's early on this. I think personally, RPO, yes. I think RPO, you're going to see this. And I think companies who start to look at RPO are going to believe that this is kind of like table stakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for companies to do this themselves, I think we're still a couple of years early because hell, we're already five years back as it is. 
Yeah, and a very cerebral uh, prediction from Quincy. Uh, I'm not even sure what I just heard, but I'm sure it was really smart. (laughs) So next, coming from our millennial, Kyle Hager. Yes. He he is predicting that a ton of small ATSs will consolidate due to Indeed starting to cut off their organic traffic. Uh, one of the biggest advantages for having an ATS for small or medium-sized businesses today was candidate attraction. Currently, is candidate attraction through organic, yeah, um, not the not the paid stuff. Apparently, Indeed is shutting the spigot off for small applicant tracking system companies, and those ATSs are feeling it, and obviously, so are their clients. So did I hear that right? They're going to join forces. They're going to consolidate some form or fashion. Consolidate or die is pretty much what it comes down to. <laughs> okay. This sounds very millennial from our buddy, Kevin. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna all get together, create one big Death Star and compete with the big boys. Yeah, we'll see how that works. I think it's more if they don't consolidate mer- through mergers and acquisitions, they're going to die. Well, it's usually a big fish that swallows the little fish. He's saying like all these little fish somehow evolve into one big fish. I'm just really confused at how this is going to work. Next prediction coming from coming from Mark Pfeffer over at HCMTechReport.com. The Pfeff. He much. Yeah. Much like I think uh, Quincy, very cerebral. He is predicting that automation becomes table stakes. Last year and into this year's vendors talk more and more about tools that somehow streamline the talent acquisition process, usually by automating chores like interviewing, interview scheduling, so on and so forth. Uh, by the end of this year, those features won't be differentiators anymore. They will be expected. I'll agree with that. I think that's a pretty good prediction. I think uh, if you if you're a vendor and don't have that stuff, yeah, no, like you're not even going to get a second glance. I don't think yeah. it's and just going to be expected. Yeah, like it's like mobile. Oh, your shit looks like shit on mobile. Like <laughs> fuck you. I'm not even going to play ball. Like it's just something you have to do. Yep, exactly. So, uh, and F. last. Last but not least, we have Josh Zwayne, a.k.a. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, over at Paradox. He predicts the growth of voice and video as dominant channels for transactions, automation, and direct audience engagement. User-generated videos and video telling the real authentic stories will grow exponentially, particularly as the cost to create and distribute it goes way down and people become more disenchanted with the traditional channels. Yeah, I think uh, Jay-Z might have 99 predictions, but that was not a good one, in my opinion. Dude. Yeah, video is just, just too, I don't know, it's too, fr- we've had video for how long, and it hasn't taken off, right? We had this with Higher View mm-hmm. selling its shit off, and, and its investors getting out. I don't, I don't know, dude, like... I'm just the jury's so out on video. I just I don't pay attention unless it's it's really something significant. Again, back to audio. I think that's where we're going to see some really cool shit, uh, whether it's Alexa, Google Assistant, wh- whatever it is, but also being able to do those things in podcast form, something that's more portable. So, yeah, I told I, I agree with uh, partially with that. The video part's really hard to get on board with. Well, either way. 
to all of our, uh, I don't know, second rate predictors. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in. We, we love you yeah, all. Yeah, we love it. Love it. By the way, is Kyle, is Kyle employed yet? What's, I, I what's his don't deal? know. I think uh, he's he's like sucking off a trust fund or something. I don't know. Somebody somebody hire this kid. He's got he's game. He's got more than game, man. He's pretty legit. <laughs> I want 15%, Kyle. <laughs> the next story is all about optics. Oh, God. Yeah. Optics. Okay, people. Let's talk through how to create a believable narrative and understand how optics apply. So yep. our friend, friend of the show, CEO of Click IQ, Richard Collins. Sir Richard. Has been adamant that opinions of uh, Click IQ turning into an indeed buying house is absurd. Trojan horse. And that it literally makes no strategic business sense to piss off their network providers, Edzuna, Nuvu, slash talent.com, all the different job boards by focusing on buying Indeed because they can get more money out of their network and then obviously leverage Indeed as well. It makes good strategic sense. I understand that narrative. Separation of church and state from a Brit. I mean, what could be better? So I, I understand that narrative and I believe it to be very sound, but... Here's the big but. Remember, yep. Indeed has a history of building their empire through Trojan, Trojan horse tactics. And yep. in December of 2019, just last month, a gentleman by the name of Joe Burrows was appointed as media director at Click IQ. Then just last week, I received multiple emails and messages pointing to me to Joe's LinkedIn profile, which has changed from Click IQ to Indeed. So many people say, but Chad, Click IQ was bought by Indeed. That makes sense. Okay, step back from the table for a second. Yep. This is where optics kick in. If you say you're building a Chinese wall to protect against bias buying behavior, the wall will be blown to smithereens by a stupid ass move like this. Uh -huh. And Joe wasn't the only media staffer changing from Click IQ to um, Indeed on LinkedIn, on the profile. I don't understand how people don't get how this is a problem. Uh, so I think it's Joel, actually. Joe Burrow is the oh, uh, LSU quarterback that just Good won call. a national title. So that's, that's an obvious mistake uh, by a football-crazed <laughs> American as yourself. Yeah, I mean, it... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I see where it's harmless in that. Oh, I'm an Indeed employee, employee now, uh, but to have, but to think that you're gonna you're you're gonna come off as uh, unbiased, playing fair with everybody. If you're all if all Click IQ people are now properties of Indeed, the optics are obviously bad. Yeah, which goes back to you know what we've been hearing from the likes of ZipRecruiter and I think uh, Nuvu slash Talent, right? Like. They're not going to play ball with Click IQ yeah. because they don't want Indeed to have their data. And if, if you, <laughs> I mean, so to say you're Indeed now, guess how many more companies are going to go? Wait a second, why am I playing with ball with these guys if it's Indeed? Like that could be a bad move for me. So for me, this is a real cut your nose off despite your face by hurting your business by claiming and touting Indeed as your ownership. Overall, though, when you have talent acquisition professionals actually sending us messages saying, 
Click IQ's unbiased. That's total bullshit. You know something's wrong. Sure, sure. I mean, the, the the plus side of this is at least Indeed isn't like stabbing you in the back and twisting the knife as they smile at you, uh, a la cutting off job boards and staffing companies. At least this time, they're full frontal stabbing <laughs> as opposed to doing it in the back. So uh, at least they've they've come full circle to a new position in fucking people. I'm not really sure they can sneak up on anybody anymore. <laughs> That's probably true, too. Let's hear an ad. Here we go. <laughs> Job ad X, folks. And when we come back, we'll talk Walmart robots and chalupas. So how's the hiring going? Find those purple squirrels? With applicant after applicant, it feels like I'm just getting further from hiring the right candidate. I've got tons of applications, but none of these candidates are even close to being the right fit. Volume is great and all, but my small team doesn't have the time to sift through hundreds of mismatched applications. I want more relevant candidates, not just more candidates. Well, get this. Job Addicts has been helping small to medium businesses get their job ads in front of targeted active job seekers. By matching your jobs to a candidate based on their search behavior across a vast network of niche job sites and talent networks. And the best part, it's self-serve. No sales reps, no chatbots, no spend minimums. Just fill a form with your name, number of jobs, and a budget you're working with, and voila! Your ads are now shown over a growing network of 150 job sites. Better yet, those company videos that showcase the value of being part of a small team can have a new home now within your ads, helping you stand out and share your vision proactively. Wait, what was that? Oh, I just signed up for self-serve with Job Addicts. What were you talking about? <laughs> that fast, huh? Jumpstart your targeted recruitment with Job Addicts today. Visit jobaddicts.com and click that Get Started Risk-Free button. It's jobaddicts.com. Job Addicts. Engage. Attract. Employ. Attention Kmart shoppers. There's a blue light special on aisle. Do you remember that shit? Oh, yeah. That was so awesome. Why don't stores do that anymore? Like flash sales within within the uh, the retail space. I think that should come back, which is our segue into Walmart robots. That's exactly right. And the flash sales could be really pulled off by these robots. Uh, they could. Sure. The robots could have a blue light. <laughs> it goes off and then like... Attack robot on aisle four for flash sale information. When we say attack robot, we don't mean with uh, aluminum bats. Well, apparently they're they're being attacked by kids who hug them and like scrape up the mirrors and fudge up the mirrors. So yeah, it, their attackers are not quite what we thought they would be, but they are getting attacked apparently. Yeah, so Walmart expands its robotic workforce to 650 additional stores. Um, they have these self-scanning new robots yeah. that join that are joining the ranks of Walmart's increasingly automated workforce, which mm-hmm. also include devices to scrub floors, unload trucks, and gather online grocery orders. And in this online grocery order thing, we've talked about this before, yep. Julie loves it. Right now, humans are, are going through and they're picking things out of the out of the aisles mm-hmm. and actually doing the uh, the shopping. They have robots that can do this 10 times faster. Yeah. And uh, so the new it's, it's, it's a new fleet of a thousand that are going to these 650 U.S. stores. They're six feet tall. Yeah. Uh, Bloomberg calls them a robot army. So they sound very intimidating. <laughs> um, and they're trying to thin them up, which I thought was funny to like take up less space. Yeah. 
Um, so when they kill you, you won't see them apparently because they're so skinny. They're not going to take away human jobs, wink, wink, um, as the, uh, the the Walmart PR department claims. But um, yeah, whether we agree that or not, I don't know. But the uh, they, they claim that the robots will lead to a redeployment of employees doing less mundane roles, which yeah. is sort of the, the company line on everything robotic these days that people will be able to do more. I don't know, intelligent, uh, complex tasks. Uh, I, for one, think that's a lot of bullshit. Uh, People will lose jobs (laughs) over this shit. And a thousand is a drop in the bucket for Walmart. This thing will be 5,000 probably by the end of 2022 or so. And these things will be everywhere. Yeah. Well, what they're doing is they're they're doing things in two days that it used to take two weeks to do, and that's yeah. restocking shelves. So they're going down and they're just scanning the shelves. Yeah, fifteen cameras on this thing. Yeah. When when something when when they go through an area or an aisle that needs restocked, they just automatically hit a human being. Yep. who has a, a handheld device and then boom, they go and they restock it. So one of the things I think is pretty amazing is we, we talk about this a lot, mm-hmm. the jobs going away, but yet you take a look at the unemployment rate, right? This is what they call the lump of labor fallacy, where over the years, either technology or just different types of process innovations have taken quote unquote jobs where they really haven't taken jobs. They've displaced workers Mm -hmm. to do something more technical. The problem that we have is not that jobs are going away. The problem we have is that every time those jobs go away, there are other jobs that open up that take different types of skills or evolving Mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. The problem we have is we're not educating our workforce. We're not training our workforce for what we need next. Jobs aren't going away. They're evolving. We as human beings are shitty at adapting to this, apparently, because we always have this fucking skills gap that everybody always talks about. So so stay in school, kids, is what Chad's saying. I think this is more on the, the corporate side than it is schools. Well, corporate training, government training, education needs to keep up with the demands of the workforce. There's a disconnect between what education is going on as, as to what private companies and companies need in the workforce. No one's talking to each other as much as they should. Companies should take more of a leading role in this. They should be, if they, if they need fucking developers, they should pay for developers education. Hey, I want you just like the military does. Hey, you're going to come work for me for three years. Guess what? I'm going to give you free college. Here you go. If you need them that bad and they are that integral, that vital Mm -hmm. to you, to your organization, that's what you should do to be able to get them in the door. Then after they're in the door, you as the company should help that individual adapt to these new positions. I love that you brought this up um, because today, actually, uh, I got a I got an email from Fiverr. Okay. Which I've been a user of Fiverr and Upwork like for a long time. But anyway, they've just started Learn from Fiverr. Uh, so basically, uh, in this email, it was learning sort of SEO fundamentals, the ultimate framework to be a successful optimizer of websites. Fiverr, in this case, is sort of taking the ball and running with it and saying, we're going to have education with our our workers, our giggers, whatever, so mm-hmm. that they can learn new skills and take up gigs. And I, I assume this is probably driven by the demand of, of people who want SEO uh, professionals. And there's a lack of them on Fiverr, I'm assuming. So they're saying, let's why don't we train people 
who are internet marketers or designers to like learn more SEO. So I think to your point, companies and, and private entities or public entities, corporate entities are, are sort of uh, taking the ball and running with it by educating via online. We've obviously seen uh, Linda uh, being acquired by LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a, a sort of a missed opportunity by them. I don't see a whole hell of a lot going on there. But education and providing classes is certainly something that private companies are doing. Um, I just think when you get to the level of I'm a cashier or I'm a janitor, you know, what kind of educational leap can you make from that? I think that's that's a challenge. I don't think it's a challenge if a company can understand where their gaps are and start to streamline into that and stop looking to government fucking handouts. I mean, the, the government has been has been providing corporate charity, for God's sakes, for for decades. So instead of looking to the government to fix this, companies should be fixing this shit. They should be able to identify the gaps, the, the issues that they're having in their organization and also predict where those gaps are going to be. Mm-hmm. They know better than anybody. They should be able to take care of this, not to mention corporate profits are bigger than ever. They can use that money and invest back into their employees. Yeah, I just I think it's a little Pollyannish to think, okay, we have 10 janitors. Let's just train them to be whatever restocking with computer tools and like and do we need 10 janitors to overtake? You know, maybe there's only five openings on the automated side, like at some point. Workers are going to be dispersed. They're not going to have a journey or a track uh, available in Walmart or Target or wherever. Um, and what do you do for those people? I guess is the question. I think I think anybody who believes, and again, it's a difficult problem for a government to solve. A difficult problem for a company to solve because they know what they want, they know where they want to go, and they should be able to get it. The problem is they're de- they're depending on government providing charity back to them for schools, universities, and hoping that there are public programs that they can actually pull off so that they can get their people for free. It's all fucking bullshit. Well, companies are going to act in the in the favor of their shareholders. Do, yeah. And they're going to buy back fucking stocks and not put money into their employees. Which is maybe why there's a space for government on this stuff. Yeah, and that's to regulate these assholes to be able to treat their people better. But you know who's not hurting for uh, opportunities? People at Taco Bell. People at Taco Bell. Like, let's transition to that. Taco Bell is now offering a hundred grand salaried positions yeah. in an attempt to duh recruit people and also retain people and also recruit and retain good people um, and also make a splash from a PR perspective. Uh, obviously, the news and news outlets are going to pick up $100,000 jobs at Taco Bell. Yeah. So obviously, that was maybe part of the decision to do this. But they're sort of testing this in the Midwest, uh, Midwest, and I think South Southeast, something like that, obviously, where they have Taco Bells that need to be... Uh, need to be serviced. So uh, I think this is genius. Um, If it works, uh, good on them. Because I know from, you know, people I know in the restaurant industry, it's like fucking war to keep people. They lose people. They got to replace people. And I'm sure somebody in the math department at Taco Bell said, actually, it's young brand said, okay, uh, we're losing this much on lost labor, uh, lost customers being serviced, like let's up these positions to this much. So in your point of the market working and capitalism working, I think this is an example of yay capitalism. Like people are making a hundred grand working at Taco Bell now. 
Yeah, until the market goes back down and then there'll be $30,000 salary again. Such a buzzkill. That's how it works unless you actually put guidelines. People like me, people like me keep Taco Bell in business. So I know what I'm talking about. We'll go, we'll go by that. For for select (laughs) restaurants in select areas, for select positions, I got to say, I do like it because there are very hard to fill, hard to retain types of positions. And these are hard fucking jobs. I have friends who used to be GMs uh, at, at restaurants and also uh, regional mm-hmm. managers at, at different restaurants and whatnot. These are hard fucking jobs. And it was interesting because when I posted this out, there were people that kind of laughed and said, oh, I can't believe you can make $100,000 at, at Taco Bell. And it's like, you've got to be a fucking idiot not to understand how hard these people work. Yeah. Not to mention the workforce that you have to be able to direct and retain yep. and manage. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. So yeah, good for good for them. And now you know, think of a uh, the competitive angle on this, right? Like how many McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Chick Fil A, whatever uh, managers start looking at jobs at Taco Bell because they're making 25 percent more money. Yeah, and then does that spark all those restaurants to up their salaries to a hundred grand? And then you've got an interesting career track for people that would normally be on a traditional career track. So I think it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool. It, it's being able to, to to set, and we're talking about more of the upper wage. You know, let's let's jump down. I was reading a, an article from Fast Company um, mm-hmm. that it, for the push to increase the minimum wage. So these are the the, the lower wage earners, right? In certain yep. cities and states, and the benefits of doing so go beyond merely enabling people to afford their rent, which is which is a very damn good thing, by the way. Uh, a higher mm-hmm. minimum wage could keep people out of prison has been linked to fewer instances of child maltreatment because people are pissed off when they get home because they can't pay their rent and they're stressed out and they treat their, their kids badly. Uh, It could literally keep people alive by leading to fewer suicides. The study actually showed a mere dollar increase in minimum wage is linked to a 3.5 to 6% drop Mm -hmm. in the suicide rate among Americans with a high school education or less. So as, as we have the debate about minimum wage or a hundred thousand dollars for somebody working at, at Taco Bell, we have to better understand how this is linked to society through happiness Mm -hmm. are people going to be more happy because they have money that they can cover their rent sure cover food cover school and those types of things i just common sense says yes yeah i mean and and we talk about sort of universal basic income right and i think that the people that are supportive of that would look at these numbers in terms of you know maltreatment of children suicide rates depression i'm sure you could track some of the 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 abuse of opioids and other drugs uh to some of this shit Um, they would probably bring uh similar arguments to uh universal basic income Agreed. Uh, Dennis Tupper actually recommended a documentary that uh, if you're listening, it's it's fairly easy to remember. You can go to Amazon. It's called Happy. It's only an hour and 13 minutes. And I thought it was it was interesting because uh, they actually focused on one of one of the segments was focusing on for our country instead of focusing on GDP, they focused on creating a happiness index. That in itself, the people are more happy. What happens? Well, they have higher production and that actually helped grow their GDP. So instead of focusing on product, 
right? And GDP gross domestic product. They focused on what they felt would trigger higher GDP. And that was the actual people who were responsible for growing, building, all of that. Do you think they have that in VHS format? Maybe Betamax. Oh, then I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and who else is good but our buddies at Canvas? Uh, let's hear from them and we'll talk about people getting some money and acquiring some other companies. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Money, money, money. So talk to, uh, talk to Job Bites, new CMO. Looks like we're going to be getting some new ads soon. So if you're a little, little tired and spaced out on uh, that Canvas ad, get ready because they're about to blow your socks off with some new stuff. <laughs> I'm not. I think Amber Ferrari in the Canvas ad is awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't say she wouldn't be in the new ads. Oh, okay, cool. I don't, I don't know, but you know, yeah, she might be, you know, the coolest name ever, but she's getting married and it's going away. Ah, so maybe. And what's her new name? Like Amber Jones or something. Super Hopefully. Boring. Yeah. It's hyphenated Jones Ferrari. <laughs> so Phenom. Phenom. Yes. $30 million in series C funding, bringing them to a total of 61 million. Uh, this la- now now listen to this long list of names and then we'll, we'll get into this after. Okay. The round is led by Westbridge Capital with participation from Alliance Bernstein private credit investors. Uh, contributions from existing investors include AXA Ventures, Sierra Ventures, Amador mm-hmm. Technology Ventures, Sigma Prime Ventures, and Carlani Capital. Holy Shit, who doesn't have money into this thing right now? <laughs> I think my dog Peepers uh, gave some money to this organization <laughs> as well. Peepers, oh. I want to tell you about that. Oh, my God. So this is to support the global demand for AI-driven talent experiences. Phenom people mm. will use the investment for continued company growth and scale. Now, obviously, AI-driven was in there, so... Go figure yep. why they got $30 million. So this is 61 total? Yeah, 61 total. Yeah. Convenient. That's that's a lot of cash. It is. It is. Uh, it's not, I mean, for what they do, I mean, when you look at what chatbots are getting, uh, it's, it's sort of on par with that. And Phenom does a lot of other stuff. You know, I think what what I what I find so interesting about this is I remember so so the guys who started this company were doing like mobile sites for mm-hmm. CareerBuilder. Um, like 10 years ago, they were sort of the white label mobile per solution for CareerBuilder. CareerBuilder started doing their own thing and these guys were, were let go or the contract ended or whatever. And so they created uh, a company called iMomentus. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you remember that or not. But so they, they did basically mobile 
uh, development for companies and ATSs. And then they super pivoted to Phenom people and doing so many more things than just sort of the mobile product. So to me, it's like a, a cool story of just putting your nose, you know, putting your nose down, learning what the market wants, continuing to iterate, uh, pivoting to new opportunities. Uh, so for me, I say good on them. We know yeah. we know quite a few of the employees over there, um, and we know that they do good work. Eighteen months ago, they received twenty million. I mean, what's the burn rate at this point? And what are we really... I mean, this is IPO or bust for me. Yeah. I mean, when you said that, I thought of Uncommon going through $18 million in 18 months. Uh, so it can be done. What happened there? But yeah, I mean, it could be It could be part <laughs> of like, look, uh, you know, a recession is coming eventually. Uh, let's keep our powder dry. Let's have some money in the coffers. Obviously, they're a private company. We don't know how much they're making. Yeah. But yeah, there could be a lot of different reasons to go get $30 million. But the... The, the general census is if someone will give you 30 million, like, go ahead and take it. Whew, that's a lot of money. Somebody who didn't mind taking the money was uh, Hearfish, who was acquired by Bullhorn. Hearfish. Hearfish. Fish, fish, fish. Hearfish. We like we like this acquisition, I think. I, I love this acquisition. Yeah. And there's, there's one quote that really just kind of knocks it out of the park for me. On average, Hearfish automates 7.2 million actions per month and saves over two and a half hours per recruiter per day. That's two and a half hours of not doing stupid shit. Rather, yeah. being able to have two and a half hours to, to do human to human stuff or, you know, maybe just spend more time on TikTok. I don't know. But overall, that's what a company like Bullhorn really has to has to focus on because of their clients. Their clients are staffing companies and RPO, yep. but mainly staffing companies and staffing companies that's how they make their money. So you have to help them in different areas to be able to gain margin. And this is smart from uh, the bullhorn standpoint to be able to say, hey, look, we know that you have to be more efficient for all of your recruiters. We can give them back two and a half hours per day through this acquisition. If it's implemented correctly, yada, yada, yada. That's that's a hell of a sales tool to be able to pull in more companies. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's great market forces, customer demand, uh, recruiters, staffing companies. They want more automation, more tech. It's not just about get me more people or make this you know faster. Um, it's automate shit and <laughs> let me focus on the stuff that's more important and the Herefish acquisition goes, goes a big way into helping their customers uh, do that. So yeah, good on... Good on Bullhorn. We like this acquisition. Like it. Uh, Term, terms not disclosed, so we can't talk about that. But That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. We, we out. out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com.
Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.